2: There's some damsels in the DMs Do you? Tell you oh. Please tell us what's the vibe of- DMs, DMs, oh. yeah we see them, yeah we read them DMs, DMs, we don't need them, we just leave them Please, yeah
1: It's going down in the DMs, bye Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Damsels in the DMs Hi
2: Hello How's
3: everyone doing? Oh Chill. yeah, just chilling, just enjoying a- life. Yeah, <laughs> just after a long night, Sunday. it's nice
2: to just relax, enjoy the like smooth energy, just recovery. It's nice to have a uh, mm, somebody's uh,
1: recovering uh, better. Than yeah. yeah. Really well. I am not doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not doing so well. Right now.
3: Enjoying the recovery of what? <laughs> yeah, I have had no recovery today. I need some recovery. <laughs> I need to pass out as soon as this is over. Mm
1: -hmm, Literally. Um, But on that positive note, today we're talking about cultural differences in dating. Um, My two pals here can attest to that. So, I mean, like just getting into it, like, I mean, I guess either one of you could answer this. Like, how do you feel like there's been pressure in your dating life, like coming from your parents and like, societal expectations in general?
3: There's been a lot. I mean, the older I get, I'm 28 now, which in my parents' eyes, it's like, it's time to get married. Mm -hmm. Um, but they have been putting a lot of pressure for me to find an Indian guy and like marry within the race, which has always been a thing for them. So they care about it. They care about it a lot. Um, and at first I used to be like, why? Like, you know, like question, like, why does, and I still question why does it have to be that way? Cause I know that I probably won't end up with an Indian guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, I'm open to it, but I'm not like, I just, I want, I don't know. I just don't think it's going to happen. Um, and I get why they want that. It's because, you know, it's just easier because they speak the same language it's the same culture. Like mm-hmm. there's, it's just going to be easier for the person to fit in with the family. But then again, like my parents live in Africa, which is so freaking far away. Yeah. Like we're only probably going to see them twice a year. So I don't understand why it really matters that um I marry someone who they think is like you know someone with like mm-hmm. their choice um but yeah there has been a lot of pressure even like in the Indian community there's so many different types of Indians that like my parents would prefer marrying like a Gujarati guy mm-hmm. um hmm. I mean my brother married a Punjabi girl and that is a different state and even my mom would be like oh if only she was Gujarati really? and then she yeah. like got over it and like when they like became serious um but yeah, they like, they're super particular about like the exact place that the guy should be from. Wow. Yeah. How
1: did you feel about that Indian dating show? Like, did you feel like it accurately represented it?
3: Um, it did a little bit. I'm not sure because I, I didn't grow up in India. Like I literally mm-hmm. have no connection to like what that must be like, because our family is very different from that. Um, so I wouldn't have any idea. But was it filmed commercial? in India? I think so. I thought it was filmed in D.C oh oh you're right yeah I oh my god you're so right they were actually but they had like they were filming in america and in india because they would she would also help um i remember she helped this like indian girl in houston and then another girl somewhere else in like new jersey mm-hmm. um but i feel like my parents are not like that like they're kind of like just find someone on your own but if you want like we'll be there to like help you mm-hmm. um and th- and indians do this thing called biodata which is like it's literally a resume <laughs> with like your picture on it. And then like everything about you, literally a resume for dating. And, um, I haven't gotten one made yet. And I'm really like weirded out that my parents haven't made me make one yet, huh? but, uh, I remember you when- make it yourself. Yeah. I'm Ooh. dead. I'm never going to make one. By the <laughs> <way>. <laughs> I'm just saying, I will never, I'm never going to wake one. When my parents know that that's never going to happen. And they send out your resume to people. Yeah. To like all their relatives. Like if they know a guy, like, you know, like they have any friends it's crazy yeah it's wild oh
2: my goodness yeah
3: that's pretty funny honestly
2: -hmm. um are there relatives that may have gone through this experience or there
3: are um (laughs) uh my older cousins they were more like by the book um and married like the exact guys that their parents like wanted them to marry um
2: do you are you close with them
3: i am yeah And they, they married really cool people. Like I actually really like their husbands. Um, but they had to make like a bio data and kind of like do it that way, which Mm. is really crazy.
2: Have they shared with you what that experience was like?
3: No, they're a lot older than me. So I'm not really, we never really had a conversation about that. I feel like Mm -hmm. now I wanted to like talk about it because I'm now the age that they were when they, you know, like we're first doing all this. Um, but yeah, I, I know my parents, like for them, they don't understand the whole dating culture because they had an arranged marriage. So they basically met a week before their wedding. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And my mom was older actually um, than like the marrying age. You know, she was just, like old? 28 when she got married. That's um, older than the marrying age. Mm-hmm. Shit. Yeah.
1: We're moving slow, huh? We're and- moving
3: slow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow. But okay. Question. So you feel like it's not going to happen for you marrying an Indian guy because of lack of options in the U S or because I just,
3: I, my preferences, like personal preferences. I'm not really like, I don't want to say this because it's kind of like shitty of me to say it, but I just, I'm not into, I, you know, it's like a personal choice. Like I'm not really attracted to Indian men. And I know that's like generalizing because like, it's a Mm -hmm. big group of people, but I want like my children to have two different cultures and like, you know, like, I don't know, experience like two different sides of the world, like my Mm -hmm. side and then wherever my husband's going to be from. Um, but yeah, I'm not like, I don't really care about marrying an Indian guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like also probably as like generations go on, people care about it less.
3: Yes, exactly. To me, that's not important to me. It's like, what the person's like, like, you know, like, do they have a stable income? Are they a good people? They're um, well, they're bad. Do they have like a personality? Yeah. Um, and then am I attracted to them? That really is like, it does matter. Um, But yeah, I really don't, ha- I don't care about marrying with her. Like, I really don't care. I feel like if someone wanted to learn about my culture, they would learn about it. Right. There's a lot of Indian guys right now that don't even know how to speak their own language mm-hmm. or like, they don't know anything about their culture. I'm like, that's the same, you know, there's nothing different from them and like, suppose a white guy like it literally there's no difference except for the people they're brown
2: <laughs> that's interesting because i remember like having a lot of conversations um well at least like when i was in school where we the topic of like how latino are you you know at the time yeah. we we're just like what makes a person more this or that and it's like oh well do you speak the language like do you like recognize this particular food or mm-hmm. whatever it may be like I mean, it sounds like there definitely has to be like a lot of those sort of parameters or expectations yeah. within your experience. Yeah,
3: so. 100%. I think, I feel like the Latin culture and like Indian culture is very similar in that sense um, because it's like, you just have to be like, you just, you shouldn't probably, you should know your, you know, your like culture, your background, like where you're from, the food and all that. Like, I think it's really important to know all those things. Um, because it is like it's really cool to be from somewhere else and like have that culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so embrace that. Um, but I would love to like marry someone with a totally different culture to me. You know, like I want to learn something new. Like I yeah. want to be with someone who like isn't the same person as me.
2: And to be able to teach. Yeah. That exactly. Too, and like just kind of share in that growth of like, yeah. okay, like whoa, our brains are like increasing in wrinkles and gray matter. Yeah. You
1: know, oh, <laughs> no, I feel like that's such an interesting point too because like we worked in dual language, right. Mm-hmm, for the longest mm-hmm. time. And, um, I feel like in the dual language community and in what you're talking about and like understanding two different cultures, the more relationships that we see continuing on happening, like mm-hmm. the world is just going to become more accepting yeah, because like kids are going to be a more understanding of different types of cultures. And I also feel like for white people, like you don't think about the importance of understanding other cultures all the time. Like, yeah a white person like we'll just marry another white person and you don't like think twice about like oh what's that background like mm-hmm. it's you're not you're never just a white person right like right. you have a german heritage you have whatever like lithuanian or whatever yeah but people don't like share in that same type of like community cultural sense yeah
3: it's like not the importance of figuring that out for them i feel like it's just it's not really a priority yeah um, well they don't have to they don't have to yeah exactly yeah yeah that is very true um but yeah what about you
2: um, it's interesting. I within my family, there's been yeah. I guess there is pressure that may be unspoken. You mm. know that it, it, it's like oh like you know you come from this background. You are to seek a partner who has a similar experience, has a similar upbringing. You continue the legacy, sort of thing. Um, but there also have been relatives within my family on both sides who have married, uh, partners that are not of the same, uh, either Mexican or Puerto Rican background. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just a part of like how a family grows, you know, where Mm -hmm. like there might be some initial like eyebrows raised from certain relatives as far as like, Oh, who is this person Mm -hmm. in the family and X way. But over time, I mean, it's, it's really cool to see like how Family. And I mean, fortunately for my family, I think at least like, it does seem like, you know, at least there are some like cordial energies where it's like yeah. it's not like negative vibes. It's like, you know, everyone can coexist in the same space. But I mean, I do recognize that that is not the universal experience of other families who might be super strict about, like, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you come from this background, like, you should find a partner that has the same or, or yeah. And what is Danny? He's Colombian. Oh, he's Colombian. Oh, okay.
1: we love Colombian.
2: Yes. Did you know, they are supposed to have the clearest Spanish.
1: Really? really? We we're
2: talking about dual language. I mean, yeah. Okay. Just, they are supposed to... Well, from what I've heard, have like the cleanest and most articulate uh, form of Cuban
1: is the hardest for me to understand by far. Oh my
2: God, they're like Puerto Ricans, they chop words in half (laughs) and replace vowels and consonants. I have no
1: idea what they're like when I went to Cuba, I was like, I like speak Spanish well, and this is hard for me. (laughs) but but like in Spain it's so much easier for me because that's how I like I learned Spain Spanish Mm -hmm. and Colombian feels easy to me too because like I had Spanish teachers growing up that were Colombian
3: do you both speak Spanish Mm -hmm. yeah so would Colombian be
1: something that would be like tolerated by your parents because it's like you know he speaks Spanish blah blah blah, or because it's not like under the Mexican Puerto Rican umbrella
2: yeah I mean for them I think it's less about like compatibility on like the ethnicity level it's more about like the happiness factor
3: Mm, i love that yeah my parents need to learn that yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm like it's me who's getting married like it's not like you guys are going to be marrying this person and having babies with this yeah you know like are you going to be waking up to this person's face every morning no so So you don't need to have a say in that
1: and it's kind of funny like that parents still maintain those expectations Mm -hmm. when like with somebody like you, they sent you off to England. Exactly. And then they send you off to America. So it's like kind of only natural that you're going to exactly. like, not like you don't even know that many Indian mm-hmm. people other than like your family at this yeah. point. Yeah.
3: I didn't. Um, I mean, I didn't even grow up in India. Like I yeah. don't, they can't have those expectations for me as what they had from their parents because they mostly grew up in India. You know, like my mom till she was 27, 28, then she moved to Botswana, but My dad, I think, moved when he was a lot younger. But still, it's like, you raised me in Botswana, and then you sent me off to London when I was little, and then to America. Like, it's there's, you know, like, there's a lot of diversity that I've experienced. Like, I barely experienced any Indian people other than my family. So how are you going to expect me to settle down with an Indian guy? Like, it's just not going to really, I don't really care for
2: it. Or to lead with that in mind. Yeah. Like, the sole, like, guiding force for, like, your... Potential partner that yeah yeah. Have you
1: introduced them to previous boyfriends before? No. Oh, never.
3: <laughs> no. Wow. Um, there was my mom. So the guy that I dated in college, he's actually from back home. Um, he's family. He's family friend, and he went to Purdue with me, and um, he's Indian. So my mom knew about that, but I could never tell my dad. I don't know why. I just feel really like awkward telling my dad these things. Um, and then we broke up. So like I was like, there's never really been a reason for me to tell them. But after that, all my boyfriends have been non-Indian guys, like, you know, Moroccan or I don't know, Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- it just, it would be no use to introduce someone to my parents unless I know that this is the guy that I'm going to marry. Otherwise, like if it's just a boyfriend, why, why go through that fight yeah. when we might even, we, you know, like it's just a boyfriend, like we're probably going to break up. Maybe, maybe not. But until we get super, if until I get super serious with someone, I think that's when I'm going to introduce them to my parents. But for now, it's just a fight that I don't want to have. Like, literally, I told them, I was like, I'd rather be single for the rest of my life than marry someone that, like, marry someone for you. Oh. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, I'd rather have that because it's like, it's my happiness at the yeah. end of the day. It's not theirs. So. Absolutely. You know, like, I don't understand why they need to have a say in would
1: they care about you dating non-Indian guys? Like if you were like, look, mom and Yeah, not they would definitely care. Oh,
3: really? Yeah. I mean, they just would be like, what's the point? <laughs> you know? Yeah. They'd be like, what's the point of dating someone if you no, have no plans, intentions of marrying them? Which I agree. Um, I mean, now I'm trying to date just to date and get the experience of dating, but I agree. Like, I don't think I need to be dating people if I don't have an intention, if I don't see a future with them, it's just a waste of time. Mm -hmm. I'd rather just focus on myself until the right person comes through. Um, Yeah. I don't think I would introduce anyone Indian or not until I think this is the person for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because also the the parents get involved a lot. They really get involved but yeah my friend do. brought up a good point and i think it's just the hypothetical like i don't have an amazing person right now that i'm dating who is not indian so that's why like my parents are just like it's a hypothetical it's like if i brought if i had someone like amazing and brought them like in front of my parents like i think my parents would get over it mm. um once they see like how amazing the person is but i think it's because like it's such a hypothetical right now like they just like they're like no you don't have anyone like we want Indian.
1: Are there a lot of Indian people in Botswana? Okay, so there are Indian options. There's no options for me.
3: (laughs) They're all like older and married. Like they've come from India to work for companies over there. Oh, yeah. So they were only eligible bachelor is my ex. but like what's their plan here like are they trying
1: to either get you to find an Indian guy in America or are you supposed to go to India
3: no America they know that I would never marry someone from India it's just, just it's too hard. they send your bio thingy through India <laughs> uh, they know I would kill She's them never been to this country <laughs> they know that if if I caught them with a bio data with my name on it they would be in a lot of trouble
1: like, you, you probably just have like the number one biodata like <laughs> model.
3: Like, <laughs> it's just crazy because, like, there's so many beautiful Indian women out there, and it's just like the compatibility is just, it's like we don't have the same equal hot Indian guys. Like, come yeah. on. <laughs> what? Like, at least make it even. Like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am immediately looking at bio, whatever. Bio data. Yeah, Ask bio your Indian data. friends about it.
1: I'm crying. That is so funny.
3: She has more Indian friends than I
1: do. I do. They've never <laughs> mentioned a bio data to me. I don't know what they're. playing. Maybe they have two
3: parents. I mean, mm-hmm. my parents left India with that traditional sense and then went to Botswana, which is an even smaller country. And so they kept their traditional thinking. They weren't, they didn't move to America and then like experience the world changing. Like Botswana hasn't changed. And would they, you know, like their mindset hasn't been able to progress because it's not, it's like it's not America. It's, you know, it's not a progressive like country. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if they moved to America, they would understand like, okay, you know, like there's different, like, it's fine. Like do yeah. you whatever you want. But I think they're still stuck in that like old school thinking.
1: Are your parents religious or do they have any like um, religious interests in who you date?
2: They don't have any religious interests in terms of who I date, but the topic does come up only in terms of like, God? Yeah. That makes any sense? Would
1: they be supportive if you married your boyfriend? Yeah. Okay. So they're like totally on board for that. that Yeah. For sure.
2: For sure. I mean, yeah, definitely. It it hasn't happened often, but there was one particular person uh, or relative that like told me flat out like he did not support the idea of me being married to like a man a guy, a man specifically. Yeah. So, I mean, that changed things. I mean, never, no, no one else in my family really like was that outright. Like, hmm. I mean, You're if like, anything, if like was always opposite, on board with but, this, like,
3: then that's all I for yeah, yeah. really you to tell me. Surprising. You don't support me. Like, okay. That was yeah. really
2: surprising. But I mean, to each on. Yeah.
3: Surprise. I
1: remember on my 18th birthday, I was waiting to hear like from colleges at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, I was out to dinner at a Chinese restaurant with my uncle. My uncle is super religious. And as my 18th birthday present, he gave me a Bible. And I am like Snapchatting this. Like, I'm like <laughs> laughing. Like, this is, like, I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? Are you know what I mean? Like, I was like, this is like a hilarious gift, but I'm like thriving about <laughs> the gift, right? I come home and my USC acceptance letter is on the front porch, and I am like, "Oh, shit. oh. God is like trying to tell me that not to laugh at him. Like, oh, they—they they, he didn't want me to Snapchat this Bible. They're like trying to be like, oh, we're we really in power like, up we're here, you, yeah." <laughs> I was like, I okay, she was yeah, they, oh, yeah. Are they, they are watching. They're watching them,
3: <laughs> them be watching. Yes. And them was trying to tell me something. Let me tell you that. <laughs> um, so actually, there was this one time a few years ago, I was on the dating apps and um I saw this really hot guy that had um on his bio, it said he was Hindu. Mm-hmm. He was white Australian. And I was like, this is interesting. I was like, maybe this could work with the parents. Like I always try to find a way to like uh-huh. make it work for the parents, you know? Um, and I was like, I think this could work. Like they, religion is really important to them too. Um, and they do want me to marry someone who is Hindu. Um, I'm not like, I, I'm not religious. I'm very spiritual. Like I believe in God, but I don't know is I think it's a very personal yeah you, you don't have private, like, like yeah yeah I think it's a very personal thing like people I don't know why we talk about this and why it's like institutionalized so anyway I was like okay this is interesting this guy says he's Hindu he's like white like I feel like this is you know win-win um so we start like I start seeing him and he literally like as was asking him questions about like Hinduism and he didn't really know anything about it what? I'm like why what? are you saying that you're like Hindu like and then you don't really know, he was more like, very, he was just very like floaty and like, you know, like hippie, dippy type guy. And I think he just thought that was like Hinduism. Uh, and I'm like, oof, like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> He's like super into like yoga and meditation. I'm like, that is he like. He thought
2: that was it.
3: Yeah, basically.
2: Oh, my and God. And then he would
3: try to like school me on like Hinduism and stuff. And I'm like, dude, I, I grew up Hindu. Like, yeah like I'm just
2: don't offend me like, yeah are, are you kidding me? yeah but, the stuff but... that
3: you're saying is just like you can't claim to be a religion and not know that much on it or like fine if you grew up with it fine but like if you just all of a sudden like I'm Hindu and then think you know like I don't know it was just it was very weird mm-hmm. um making up imagine. your own like what you think Hinduism is and saying that yeah. you're Hindu just because you like are heavy into like meditation and like he used to do like LSD and like mar- and shrooms and stuff. And I was like, dude, don't, don't associate great, that with my religion. Like, yeah. right, no. oh my goodness.
2: You don't associate
1: These that people. at all.
3: Yeah. It's like. He just like said, created his own religion and called it Hindu. Yeah, basically. And it was just really weird. I, I don't think he fully knew what he was. And he was like trying to be like Buddhist. And then like, he was very lost, but I, it was a disappointment because I was like, damn, this could have been really good, you know, but no. It's
2: Alas. Just,
3: just a white guy using hinduism that
2: is some appropriation bullshit how do
3: you feel about like
1: um when like the shirts and stuff they're like namaste in bed like appropriating Um, like yoga culture
3: (laughs) i think the whole yoga culture has been appropriated has been taken from indians by white people like white people literally run the yoga industry and i'm (laughs) like whatever they've definitely appropriated that whole culture um so i do find it weird when i am being taught yoga by a white person um or when white people like try like the yoga teacher like is trying to pronounce you know all the the words but they're in sanskrit and they can't pronounce it they're very like aren't using the correct pronunciations for it i'm just like you just like go back and learn like you're if, fine if you want to pursue this like go to India, spend some time in India, learn how to actually say the words properly. Yeah. And then come back and be a teacher, you know, don't just do some bullshit course over here taught by another white person, like go learn from an Indian guru and then come and teach me, then I'll respect you. But, um, yeah, those, all those namaste and bad, or even like Coachella, like people using like, you know, like the Bindi. like, all that. I mean, it's like guys wearing, like people wearing sombreros on like Cinco de Mayo oh, and Cinco stuff. De I'm de like, re- oh my God, Halloween, don't do that. Halloween yeah. dressing up as Native Americans, like all of that. I'm just like, Ugh, can we stop with this? <laughs> seriously. I actually had um, one of my friends. I didn't know how to talk about it to them. So I didn't, but I wish I brought it up because for Halloween this past year, um, he dressed up in Indian outfit and I saw his stories and I was like, are you wearing an Indian outfit? And he was like, "Yeah." Um, I'm like, my culture is not your costume, and it's 2020. What was he even
1: wearing
2: what? to do
1: that? Like a
3: full, like Indian outfit that you would wear to a wedding. Oh wow! Oh my yeah, God,
2: uh... and he just dressed
3: as an Indian. An Indian.
2: And for and him I'm to like, like, be so to passive in his yeah. admittance of yeah. like, oh yeah, that is what I'm like fledged. and he was like, okay, yeah.
1: He yeah, was okay
3: with it. And I just it sucks because I really love this person. I know they didn't have any bad intentions doing it, but like educate yourself more. Yeah. For you real. know, like just be educated. Like you can't, it's 2021 now, but like yeah. it was end of 2020 when he did this. And I'm like, by now you should know not to use other people's cultures as your costumes.
1: Mm -hmm. we were just talking about the importance of constructive criticism Mm -hmm. how like um we were talking with amalia about how like um i'm trying to phrase this like when people give an opinion that's unwarranted Mm -hmm. like it's really frustrating you know yeah but at the same time like it is good to have a care and a sense of how people feel about you. Yeah. Because, like, then you can try to be better. Mm-hmm. So, like, when somebody does, like, give you a criticism like that, like, if it's coming from a place of, like, I'm trying to help you so that, like, you don't make these mistakes, like, going forward. Yeah. And, like, that person, he's, like, posting his costume on social media. So mm-hmm. you're kind of, like, leaving yourself open yeah. to criticism exactly. at that point.
3: And I responded to his story. I was like, is that an Indian outfit? And he was like, yep. haha ha ha. And I was like, as a Halloween costume. And he didn't respond. Damn. And then he would like, keep responding to my, like reacting to my stories with like heart eyes and stuff. And I'm like, dude, like, I don't know how to have this conversation with people. Like, it's really hard for me to like, confront people about like, cu- like cultural stuff. Cause I feel like I don't want to make anyone else feel awkward, but it's like, fuck, you're like, you know, disrespecting my culture in a way that you don't think you're disrespecting it, but I don't know. I need to be better at having these conversations.
2: But it's absolutely frustrating when yeah. you are put in a position where you kind of feel forced to be an educator mm-hmm. and a representative of the entire community which
3: sucks because why do we have to do that right <laughs> you know which
2: goes back to what we were talking about earlier when yeah. we were referencing where like someone may not even have has more than likely not had to think about yeah privileges yeah that exactly been granted and that's just like the unfortunate circumstance of just how race has functioned in yeah. this country I mean it's wild
1: mm-hmm. well I think mean, that's like why it's important to have allies Mm -hmm. because like allies are people who can like cross the bridge to other white people who might be more conservative minded and like not always entirely understanding Mm -hmm. um, things that like, you know, more culturally sensitive white people do understand. Right. And it's like, that's why it matters that you do feel comfortable like speaking up and calling people out because Mm -hmm. it's like when you are open and if you can phrase it in like a way that's kind and like just trying to help somebody, then it actually really does make a difference. Yeah, for sure
2: it's also hard to anticipate and not to like i mean diminish what you're saying because yeah, like, yeah. what you're saying is completely true but it it's hard i think sometimes to Uh, be in that position and kind of anticipate what the person's reaction is going to be. Yeah. Sometimes it It can go really really well and it can go like, yeah. And the worst
3: you can ever do is call a white person racist. (laughs) That is like the worst insult ever. Like if you call a white person racist, they will Mm. try to like die. You know, it's like the worst thing you can ever say to a white person. Completely.
2: And it's like, then it's like, we're put in or whoever's being like the person calling out it's like they're the ones who are forced to apologize for like this revelation it's like (laughs) um actually like yeah there's some reworking that needs to be done here like
3: (laughs) it is ridiculous I feel like I always have felt um very bad i like, I've had, like, I felt shitty trying to not call out white people when they do something bad, but like, yeah, pretty much when I call out white people from stuff that they do, that's very ignorant. I feel guilty. Like I really have anxiety all day. Cause I'm like, God, this person's going to hate me. Like, you know, like what if like my message, like they think I'm just being like another, like a crybaby basically. Mm-hmm. But then that's also like gaslighting yeah. everything, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's still like a weird, I'm still working on myself to like not feel guilty or not feel bad about calling white people out, Um, especially people that I personally know, um, because I don't want to hurt their feelings because it's like right or wrong. And I want to be an educator.
1: Right. Even though I I don't have
3: to be. But if it's people that I know and they're doing something wrong, you have to.
1: Right.
3: Yeah. I actually think that like when
1: everything happened with Black Lives Matter and like a lot of the books, like White Fragility, for example, Mm -hmm. talks about how um, we're all racist. And like, we all have preconceived judgments. So we're all in the process of unlearning. And if we can like all be in the process of unlearning, I actually think that's really freeing. Like if I can like, you know, tell somebody like, hey, like I think what you're doing was insensitive. Um, this is why it could be offensive to somebody like from that culture, that mm-hmm. whatever the issue is. Like if you can call it out in a way, but you're like acknowledging that you've had to like go through your own process and mm-hmm. full unlearning preconceived notions. Like mm-hmm. to me, that's actually freeing
3: yeah definitely. i definitely think all cultures have their preconceived notions of other cultures mm-hmm. yeah um for example i have a native girl and i had a native friend in college like sophomore year be like why do all indians stink and she was one of my best friends damn and i'm like what like yeah you're saying okay. that to That's me yeah, yeah as a friend and also you're native like why are you putting other people down like right. what is what is this and then i had another black friend a girlfriend tell told it sucks that um, all you beautiful Indian women have to marry like really ugly Indian men. It's oh. <laughs> like, we don't have to.
1: Yeah.
3: Like, oh, what are you goodness. saying? Like, And
2: there are beautiful members within the yes, community yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, but that's what a fucking horrible thing to say. Yeah. I mean, like,
3: you can't say that to me, dude. Like, please. And then I saw this one video recently um, of this black girl saying that, uh, I had some Indians move in across like the hallway and they stink. Like literally they they keep mar- uh, making curry. And then this girl, this Indian girl called her out. And she's like, first of all, don't do that. Second of all, like, you don't even know if they're making curry. And curry is not the only Indian dish that Indian people make. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> there's also curry is not even like you can have Thai curry. You can have like other types of cultures that have curry. Right. It's not
0: right.
3: an Indian specific thing. But like, why do you have to go and do that?
2: It's tough. I mean, like, I can definitely understand how an inflammatory, like, remark will ignite some sort of response. And then, like, it just creates, like, this wild banter that doesn't ever resolve anything. Yeah. And it's just, it's wild to see how, like, something as simple as a post can, like, really ignite some controversy that shouldn't even, like, be there in the first place. But, of course, it's a natural consequence of how language has been used Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. leveraged and manipulated. Yeah. in a way that has like gotten us to where we are now unfortunately but I mean on the bright side we are in a cool position to like move forward and facilitate conversations to kind of yes. break down these preconceived notions that have been the result of conditioned mm-hmm. thought that yes. is no fault of ours yeah. but at the same time like requires work of unlearning that you were talking about yeah. earlier cheers to us trying to take that journey and move forward i mean cheers
3: oh yeah <laughs> right i was gonna cheers. say if only we had something to cheers with but i think i'm done with alcohol yeah
2: <laughs> well i might be heading out for a drink myself <laughs> My
1: goodness. she's ready until like wednesday yeah, yeah. come Wednesday, <laughs> then.
3: i'll be hungover for the next four days <laughs> all right
1: guys well thank you for tuning in to another episode of damsels in the dms until next time it's going down in the dms bye Bye.
2: dms dms we don't need them we just leave them please yeah
1: it's going down in the dms bye thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform Check us out at believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.
3: You know, when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks, that's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel.